to engage with and today welcome welcome back to the podcast today uh good things we've had some amazing conversations over the last few weeks and i am uh very very excited uh just for the people i've gotten to share with and people in my life that have been on here and it's just been so fun and uh had my two uh my two brothers my uh, spiritual brother and my blood brother on here. And now I'm going to tell you all the truth today. Today, uh, I, I am having the most important person on my podcast. I mean, y'all thought Dave Wagner was important. You thought Tim Fox as my husband was important. You thought Lynn Ballinger as my brother and my pastor was important. But no, you can put all of them aside today. And today I have the one and only, my mother, Darlene Ballinger. So welcome. Hello to everyone that's listening today. And the reason that she says I'm so wonderful is because she wouldn't be here doing this podcast today (laughs) if it wasn't for her wonderful mother. I know that's right. I know that's right. Um, That's right. It is right. I know. (laughs) She reminds me of that often. And uh-huh. says, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. That's and, true. That's and true. she can. Like <laughs> even at this young age that I am, which I shall not share in a public forum how old I am. But yes, she can. <laughs> and um, so my mom, who has been uh, a, a, an example, a mentor in my life, so many things in not just being a a wife and a mother, but in ministry and just so many things that I have her on today. And it's so fun because when people come on here, they're like, well, what are the questions or what are we going to talk about? I give them literally zero preparation. Is that true? Absolutely. Because I tried to get an idea and got none. 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 Yeah. So today is just off the cuff. It is definitely real and raw today, which is awesome. So so welcome, welcome. Well, one of the things that we've been talking about is being in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it was funny because we're like, please, God, get us out of 2020 and get us to 2021. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that 2021 has started off any calmer or better if I'm being honest, but um, maybe you could just answer this question before we get into some other things. Like what off the bat are you feeling heading into this year? And what, you know, what, what are the things that you feel in your spirit and your heart? And, you know, you, you've, um, you've been through a lot of different seasons in life Mm -hmm. and you've been through, uh, you know, ups and downs, financial and political and, you know, just a lot of things in, in, in your lifetime. And so, you know, what are you feeling? What are you seeing? And just, you know, what, what kind of things are, how is this affecting you? Well, I think 2020, of course, we come back to COVID and how it was so devastating and how it messed up this year so much. Ooh, yes. But 2021, I don't know because the reason I say that is because we know that our Jesus is getting ready to return soon. Yes, he is. And if you are a Christian and you know him and you've read the word or you've heard prophetic teaching, you know that he's coming back. And his word says that things like this would come upon the earth 
before he returned and that it would get worse and worse and there would be all kinds of signs. And I believe that what we're living in right now is a time of signs to the Christian that he is returning. And that is not discouraging. That is not to be fearful or yes. unhappy. That should make us, he says, lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh because his coming is soon. Yeah. And if you're a child of God, you should be looking forward to that time. So I think 2021 could bring more issues that we've never dealt with. It will bring more issues we've never dealt with. So therefore, I think that we just need to keep our faith strong, our hope strong in Jesus, and we should not waver from that. If we waver from Amen. that, we're in trouble. Yeah. That's, that's when the enemy comes in, and he wants to take over. But every time I hear news stuff uh -huh. and political stuff and, and people... Uh, saying what they do and, and what they... Their opinions. Uh, yes, yeah. their opinions. Every time I say that, and it has any kind of fear in it, I says, no, Jesus, I'm looking to you. You're in charge. You're yeah. in control. And that's where I look. Just think so. if we would keep our eyes focused on the Lord all the time, if we would keep our eyes on him, I think we would, we would avoid so many... Uh, so. <laughs> So many landmines in life, if you will. And I mean, I've never been in the military or been overseas to know that kind of warfare. But the truth is, you know, when we when we recognize that the enemy sans, sets landmines for us, yes, right? Yes, he does. He, he sets things for us to purposefully step on and get get blown up, right? Mm -hmm. And and we, we just step on them all the time. We just step on them. Because we're looking down. Oh, we? there it is. Hello. Hey. We're looking down instead hey. of up. <laughs> yes. No, that's the truth. Uh -huh. And and because when you just said, I just keep my eyes fixed on the Lord, right? I just right. keep my eyes fixed on right. Jesus. And if there's any season to keep your eyes fixed on the things that matter, it's right now. Absolutely. And, um, and sometimes, you know, I think we get what matters or what we value. Uh, we get our priorities out of order. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Lord should always be the first thing that we that matters. Yes. And, you know, instead we think, oh, you know, money matters. My job matters. This matters. That matters. And, and God's like, Hey, 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 mm -hmm. his word says in Matthew six, if you seek first my kingdom, mm -hmm. then all of these other things will be added to you. And, and we forget, we look to the things that's so instead true. instead of to seeking him. That's so true. I don't think we're taught that enough. Yeah. And and people growing up from children on up into adult adulthood, they're not taught to do that. And but I think if we can be taught that we have to look up. Yeah. That's the important thing. Yeah, we have to be looking at the Lord all the time. All the time. All the time. So anyways, yes, yeah, so much thing, so many things happening in the world today. But one of the things that I want, I love bringing my mom on today and talking just about, you know, uh, let me say this. So, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that they don't have a great relationship with their mother mm -hmm. or daughter. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we focus on father relationships. You hear a lot about you know, we don't have fathers in this generation and we're missing a father in this household. And I think moms and grandmas are doing a lot of raising of the next generation. They are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I understand that's part of where we're living, but 
I think it's so important and valuable to talk about mom-daughter relationships. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. And, you know, I, I don't think our relationship is necessarily perfect. We don't spend every waking hour and we don't do everything perfect and we don't always communicate perfect. Mm -hmm. But I sure do love my mom. And I know that, that she, you know, loves me, which I'll let her expound on how much she loves me <laughs> here in a few minutes. But, um, but the truth is, I think that for us to learn to develop a relationship um, with moms and daughters in, in, in the physical sense of mothers and daughters, that's the only way I think we learn to do relationships in the body of Christ. When we mm -hmm. say, hey, we're, I'm called to be a daughter in the house of the Lord. I'm, I'm called to be a mother in the house of the Lord. Okay, mm -hmm. well, if you have a dysfunctional concept of what that is, mm -hmm. it's very Absolutely. hard to function in that role when you're in the church. So when I'm trying to spiritually mother someone, but they had a terrible relationship with their physical mother, mm -hmm. then you know their natural mother, then it's very hard for them to understand. Mm -hmm. In the same way we have to, if we had a, a not a good relationship with a father to see God as our father, right? Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. It's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a controversial topic. And uh, I say that, which is crazy. It shouldn't be controversial, but in mm -hmm. a little bit it is. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what mother and daughter means. So what does that mean to you? What does it mean to have a relationship? And you have, I'm your only daughter, mm -hmm. and you have your son, Lynn, which obviously you love me way more than him. I mean, I understand <laughs> that, and that's just how it is. Um, and then he's married to someone that you also have relationship with as a daughter in love, law. Mm -hmm. You call right. her daughter in love. Right. Um, and then you mother a lot of people in the church. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk more about that. But tell me a little bit about how you feel. What is the importance of being a mother and your relationship to me or to Pam or, you know, as your daughter in law and, and people in your life? Why? Talk about that a little bit. Whatever well, you want to say. Okay. I think that I am, have the, most awesome daughter daughters. You see why I brought her on here today? Does everyone see <laughs> that That's God why? ever created? <laughs> that He ever created? Because you know what? You you make me so proud all the time, and and that's because you are so called of the Lord. The Lord has anointed your life, and I'm so proud of you as my daughter. People brag on you all the time, and I say, yeah, that's my daughter. Who brags on me? I yeah, need to send them a lots, thank you. Lots of people brag <laughs> on you to me, and I say, that's my daughter. Isn't she awesome? You know, it's, it's just like there's not anything that you can't do and do well. And uh, from preaching to teaching to motherhood. To going through cancer. To going okay. through cancer. All those yeah. things, because you have a made-up mind to make good choices in those areas. But I love my daughter very, very much, and I'm so thankful for God. And But you know what? You didn't have to do all those things. You had to listen to his voice. Yes. And you had to obey him. And you've been through some hard times, mm -hmm. but you've listened to the voice of the Lord. You've obeyed him. You've stayed focused, and you've walked forward. And uh, But aside from all of how much I think, admire my daughter um oh wait that's not what this is about I thought this whole podcast <laughs> was gonna be an hour but all the things she admires about me 
I just couldn't wait. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. I think we as a mother, from the time we give birth, we have to make up our mind that we're going to be a good mother. That doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes. We make mistakes. But you know, our children, our daughters, they give us allowance to do that. Nobody's perfect. But I made up my mind years ago I would never let anything interfere with my relationship with my daughter. And there's been times when I've thought, well, I wish it was this way or this way or or maybe you made a decision that wasn't my decision or whatever the case might be. But I'm telling you, I made a choice. I will never let anything, not money, not other relationships, not anybody or anything, cause any kind of division between my relationship and my daughter. Now, I think that a lot of times when mothers have given and given and given of themselves and then daughters grow up and they become teenagers and then they get lives that are all messed up, well, it affects mothers and there can be uh, things said or things done that starts creating these uh, wounds. And uh, with these wounds, um, I believe that that those are choices that we have to make not to let happen. We have to walk constantly in forgiveness. That's right. We have to walk constantly with our sons and daughters as well as other people. And uh, I think as long as we choose to forgive as a mother, if you forgive, that's your choice. But me as a mother, I have to choose to walk that way. And because of that, God gives me favor and I don't have division. I don't want that ever with my daughter. But um, one of the things when you were talking, so one of the things I remember being taught growing up, you know, from you and dad was, you know, forget about forgiveness. And forgiveness is not saying, hey, um, they're right, you're wrong, or you're right, they're wrong. Forgiveness is about releasing something. Exactly, And I think that as, as mothers and daughters, and it's funny you mentioned, especially when you get into the, the teenage years mm-hmm. of, of life, yes, um, that that becomes very hard, especially in the mother daughter world. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very strange. You know, you have all those, these hormones and all these feelings, and all these things that start, start flying and it, it begins to affect relationships. And, it does. you know, I have two daughters. Mm-hmm. And I have no sons. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I have Tim Fox. I mean, that's like an older child, but a taller child. I'm kidding. Um, but I have two daughters. You know, I have a 21 year old, mm-hmm. and then I have uh, just turned nine year old. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference. That's a whole nother podcast story testimony of how all that came about. But the truth is, you know, as Jasmine was going through, she's my older child, as she was going through, you know, her teenage years, where she's pretty, a pretty chill, sort of introverted person, complete opposite of me, if you're listening. But, um, you know, there were seasons and times where we had to work through things and walk through things. Mm -hmm. And I could have chosen to say, you're going to do it my way, and I don't care how this turns out, and, you know, and and this is just how it's going to be. But there, there came moments where she and I had to have conversations right. around things. And I, like you, because I heard you say, I remember, and, and we'll walk down memory lane for a minute, but I remember times you sitting on the side of my, my bed 
And at that time, because I was an 80s child, was a waterbed. You remember my waterbed? Oh, yeah. They were fun. It was fun. And waterbeds <laughs> were all the rage. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm looking at Jadine because, do you remember waterbeds? Very well. Listen, my brother, Lynn, his, he was the first one to get a waterbed. And he was like all, he was a teenager. Tidal waves on it. And he was so, he thought he was all that. Uh-huh. And I just was a little irritated. <laughs> and then he had these baffles in his. So it was a little yes. bit smoother yes but I didn't have those in my waterbed so anyways I don't know if you had a waterbed if you've ever heard of waterbeds if this is so foreign to you I'm sorry but it is what it is but anyway I remember you sitting next to me on the side of my waterbed and and looking at me when I would be in the depths of despair over something really dumb because you know when we're young It's the little things that seem to be magnified. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, this is the end of the world, you know, because because my boyfriend said to me that he wasn't going to talk to me that day or he didn't call me or (laughs) whatever the case may be. But I remember you sitting on the side of my bed saying uh, the phrase, I will I will fight lions or tigers or bears for you. And it doesn't matter what comes. I'm going to be there for you. And I'm telling you, those moments built a confidence in me, right? It didn't matter what you'd done. No. And I did some things. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I did some things. And, but the truth is, you know, at the end of the day, I knew, listen, even if I mess up a hundred times, that's right. My mom, you know, and my dad, but, but talking to you right now, my mom was going to be there for me and she was going to love me regardless. And she was going to walk me through it, Mm -hmm. you know, not throw me to the wolves and say, figure it out. Right. And, and those moments are what sustained me. And Mm -hmm. I believe those are things that, that we want to try to develop in, in our relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, both naturally and spiritually. As we become mothers and daughters, you want to say something about that? Did the waterbed stir something up in no, you? No, but I do have a, a thought. It's maybe not exactly along that, but I think if, a, if we don't keep our children faithfully in the house of God, I don't think my daughter mm-hmm. missed a Sunday. I mean, oh, I can tell you that I did not. Did not miss a Sunday. Guess what that taught her? It taught her to be faithful to the house of God. That's where she learned a lot of the word and a lot of how you have to be responsible and all these things. And in this day and time, people are not committed to the house of God. And no wonder things go crazy because they they don't raise their children faithfully in God's house. So their kids, when they get bigger and can make choices, they choose not to go anymore. Yeah. And then they lose their very soul. What is more important in life than to not lose your soul? Yeah. And you sure don't want your children to anything happen to them and them not make it to heaven. And so I was so, we were so adamant to be faithful in the house of God. Yeah. And we started this, we started this uh, podcast today talking about that Jesus is coming back soon. Yes. And time is short and now is is not the time to hope that, you know, you know, well, I'm just going to give them their space. Now's not the time to do that. And 
And and I'm going to speak as a daughter and a mother for just a minute. And if you're listening and you disagree, well, I guess you disagree. But, um, you know, the point is that I, I agree with my mom. I mean, there were times that they made me, right, yes. Yes, come to church or, or attend things and that I was just like, ugh, you know. Didn't have and, a choice. And I didn't have a choice. But it's the same concept of I needed to get an education, and I didn't have a choice to go to school. That's right. You didn't say, you know what, baby, you don't feel like going to school. Let's just stay and watch movies tonight, today. Yeah. That wasn't an no. option. Why? Why was that not an option? That was not an option because my education was considered valuable. Exactly. And, and the church, you know, the, your, your relationship to the house of God mm -hmm. is just as important or more important, in my more opinion, important. More important. than your education. Mm -hmm. Because, and I say that gently, and if you're listening to me and you're, you're an educator, I'm an educator by trade, you know, I get all that. And you need both. But, but the truth is, that was something that sustained me. Exactly. It built something in my life that could not be shaken. Mm -mm. And it's the same thing with education. I mean, it was never an option like, of course, right now in a pandemic, people go to school or don't go to school, though you go remote. But, but the point is, we still understand the value of education. That's why it's such a big topic. Mm -hmm. Do you go to school or not go to school? And if you don't go to school during a pandemic, because... You are health compromised or someone in your household is, is health compromised. You still have remote because education isn't optional, right? <laughs> but yet we make the house of God optional. And, and I do believe that is such a sustaining factor in my life. And, and I just encourage you, if you're listening, you're a parent, do not make that optional. And I, I get right now we're in a weird world and, and you can come in person, you can come online to church there's plenty of options. Well, there is in Florida, you know, and we're, we're very blessed right. mm -hmm. for that reason. And my mom says all the time, my God, if you can go to work, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Target, you can go to church. Well, people, right? people, use, <laughs> people use COVID for an excuse to stay out of church, really, because right. they do go to work. And they do go to the pharmacy. And they do go to Walmart. And right. they do go different places. And you know what? They rub shoulders with as many people there or more than they would if they came to the house of God. I think it's the devil's tool to discourage people from coming to his house. Right. And I, and I do, you know, we have to be wise. Mm -hmm. We have to, we have to live in wisdom. And, and again, I mean, I've had cancer. I've been through chemo. I've been through radiation. You know, people would look at me and say I'm immunocompromised. So I understand that, that you have to be health conscious. Um, you know, my mother is just well over 50. That's all I'm going to say. And, um, and you know, she, she has to, you know, she and her, her husband also, they have to be very careful, right, about and their health. And, yeah. and we understand that. However, I feel like the house of God or church or your commitment to the house of God is always the first thing to go. And that is where our priorities That's may right. be out of alignment mm -hmm. because, um, you know, there, there are moments and there are times where it's like, you know, and listen, if you can't be there, then don't miss a service online. Exactly. And what can you do from home? It's funny because, you know, obviously as we are preparing with volunteers in our house at, at the church and things like that, and I know there are people who were doing certain things and they can't do them now mm -hmm. and totally understand that. However, it's like, Hey, but if your heart commitment is there, 
then That's pick right. up the phone and you say, you know what, what can I do from home? Who can I call from home? What can I do from here? I can't be in the building, but what can I do? Because I believe church is something that's a heart issue. It is. It's not just a physical walk in the door commitment. Mm -hmm. Church is a heart issue. And that's something that was built in me. Now, granted, you built it in me by physically bringing me in the doors. But, you know, had we had an online presence, maybe it would have been some of that, you know. But, but the truth is that... There was something built in me that the house of God became so valuable and so important to me that I would trade sometimes my own physical house because that's so valuable to me because my relationship with the Lord is connected to that so strongly, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that is a very significant, that's a very, very, very um, strong point to yeah. that I'm trying to be gentle um but uh you know and obviously I mean that's the way I was raised and and that's so normal to me like to not go right. to church feels foreign to me yes I can't stand not to go yeah so I mean it. it is what it is I mean and, and even during the pandemic there have been times or during chemo and things I had to watch online but I still didn't miss if I go on vacation I don't miss church me I don't know either. what it is it's just you know built in there yeah, it's just built in there. But but I believe that that one of the things that, that God is, is um, I believe God wants to develop in us as women. So let's just talk to women for okay. a minute. So if you're listening, uh, you know, you're, you're you know, a, a, a mom, a daughter, a sister, uh, you know, whatever your role is in life, your season in life, your age, or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, I think as women, it's so important to have uh, and build relationship with one another. Yes. And I remember a message that you shared, uh, you know, getting you to speak takes an act of God. But I love you. <laughs> I love you too. She should speak more. She should preach <laughs> more. If you were on here, I would say, can I get an amen? And there were comments and there would be like 100,000 amens. But um, you spoke a message that I've heard you speak about being written on one another's heart that right. that you spoke about right. because especially as women because women can be so judgmental judgmental and critical mm -hmm. of one another and that's one thing that I've tried really hard in my life mm -hmm. um I can be a very judgmental person I'm a very like high strung type a <laughs> deep personality and um I'm looking at the facial expressions in the room. Y'all just be glad you're not here. Look at what I'm looking at. But, um, but the truth is I can be this very strong willed person. Right. And so for me to understand, listen, I have to get past all that and understand there are women and there are people that God's assigned to our life that God's going to write on our hearts. That's right. That we, we love beyond. Yes. We love above and beyond. And you know, the word says that we come to repentance through the kindness of the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think there are times that as women, we have this nurturing side to us. And I believe there's a loving side to us that God wants us to develop. So talk a little bit about that message about being written on, you know, people being written on our hearts. Well, in the word, that's when Paul was, had been pastoring a, a church and he was, um, he had been there for years and he had built relationships there that he thought would never waver. And he had to go on a traveling trip. 
And when he was gone, I uh, left his church in charge of some other people. And all of a sudden, he started getting letters, and, and people that were where he was were talking about how the people had turned against him. Yeah. And this is a thing called un- unconditional love. Mm. It's where we love unconditionally. And here he was. He had poured all of his life into these people. Now they had turned on him, and they were trying to vote him out of the church, so to speak. They didn't want him as pastor anymore. They were believing all the criticism and garbage that was being spoken against him. And he said he wrote back to them and he, this heart-rending message. And he says, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. You are forever written on my heart. I love you unconditionally. And I think, Angela, if we can love and write write our uh, sisters and our daughters and our mothers on our heart, it doesn't matter because, like I said, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to go through life and not make mistakes, even one with another. But if you are written on my heart, I will never not love you the way that God says for me to love you. It's unconditional love. Yeah. We have to have that one for another. That's that's what God is. Yeah. He is love. And that's where that came from, being written on the heart. And I my daughter is written on my heart. And and my daughter in love is written on my heart. And that's a message for twenty twenty one. Exactly. Because there's so much division mm-hmm. and there's so much divisiveness and there's so much um lack of trust in people and around us and Mm -hmm. and god saying hey you've missed this whole point this is a foundational principle of my kingdom Mm -hmm. is that you there you have to allow me to write people on your heart right regardless of what you do regardless of what you say i have to love you unconditionally Mm -hmm. right now there are things sometimes i don't condone and i might discipline or correct you in right but that's okay Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, that actually means I love you all the more. That means you're in a real relationship. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I remember, you know, I remember getting, getting in trouble as, as a child and, and um, just other circumstances that I've watched people walk through in, in the church under, under your leadership, right? That, that I would, you know, I thought, well, because of the way they've been treated or because of how they were punished, they're, they're, you know, they're out, but it, it was the opposite. I remember you sitting with me and saying, the reason I had to discipline you is because I love you. Exactly. You know, you and, and my father would sit down and say, you know, the, well, he didn't discipline me very much, but <laughs> you did. But the, the truth is you would sit and say, listen, the reason that had to happen is because I love you. Exactly. And it's so funny. I was just driving home the other night with Sophia, who is my nine-year-old. And she had had a rough day. She had had a rough day because she had not been a good girl. I mean, Uh-oh. that is just the truth. I know you don't believe she does. I don't does. think, no, I don't think she's ever yeah. bad. As a grandmother, of course, <laughs> she does no wrong. Uh-huh. And um, I am just, I am reaping what I've sown, people. That's all I'm going to say. I'm reaping what I have. My mini-me is intense. And, but she had had a, a rough day and she had been really ugly in her words to pretty much everyone that she came across, from her sister to her daddy to me to everybody. To the dog. Every, <laughs> yes, the, everyone, the dog, everyone. 
And it, it, we had corrected her multiple times. Mm-hmm. It had been intense day. Mm-hmm. And it was the end of the day, and we'd had lots of correction, and I'm thinking, it's going to be better. And we got in the car, mm-hmm. and she immediately, you know, said something horrible to her sister, which, who, by the way, is 21, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, that she would feel like she could say something so hurtful to her. Uh-huh. And so my older daughter got out of the car, and she went and rode with her dad, and it was just Sophie and I on this quiet ride home. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I told her, I said, Sophia, you know, we've talked all day and you've got to be nice and you're going to be kind and Jesus wants you to be kind. And I said all the things that, you know, the right things you're supposed to say. And, and I said, when you get home, you're taking a shower, you're going straight to bed, blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I just was like, I'm just going to get really quiet. And I just put on worship in the car. And all of a sudden I hear, Uh you know, all this sniffling Uh from the back seat. And I'm like, okay, well, good. She needs to cry. That's what's in my, that's, I know mm-hmm. that's wrong, but that's what was in me. I'm like, she needs to cry. She needs to be sorry. <laughs> and, and the Holy Spirit said, right now you have a moment to teach something wow. eternal to your daughter. Wow. wow. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, okay, Lord, well, what would you like me to say? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not really feeling that. This is big. And, and I literally said, I just asked her, I said, Sophia, why are you crying? And I don't know. I said, okay, well, are you crying because you got in trouble? Or are you crying because you feel yucky inside because of how you talked to your sister? Mm -hmm. Yes, I feel yucky. Mm. So it was this great opportunity that I began to talk to her about how the reason she feels that way Mm -hmm. is because inside of her, that the Lord lives, Jesus lives inside of you, and the Holy Spirit's reminding you that that doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. And that here's this moment to learn and, and to be. And so instead of just coming home and being horrible to her, which I was all prepared to do, mm-hmm. um, instead, there was a whole moment in the car. Mm-hmm. And she, by the time we got home, she came in willingly without me telling her, apologized to her sister. Uh-huh. Went straight, you know, took a shower, which she hates to do. That's a whole nother thing. And, you know, and just, but I felt the Holy Spirit yes, come. Yes. And I think as mothers, spiritually, naturally, whatever the case may be, or even as daughters, we have to recognize the moments that, that the Holy Spirit wants to speak into to moments, the opportunities so that he true. gives us, right? That is so true. And you did that so many times with mm. me. So many times with me, right? And you may never remember all those times, and I'll get all emotional, but those are times that transform my life. Uh You know, they they have made me who I am. They have, doesn't mean I'm perfect, I'm for sure. Well, some days I'm perfect, you know. (laughs) We tell Tim Fox I'm perfect. but, um, But the truth is, those are moments that have marked my life. Yes. And and I think if we can see our relationships like that as mothers and daughters and the roles that we're supposed to play and we can begin to value those times, God will use those relationships yes. to build something in us that's eternal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm just that that has stirred me up so much today. Just wow. just talking to you about those things. And of course, we can tell a lot of funny stories, which 
we may end up with here in a minute because this is way too serious for me and I'm going to have to break it up. <laughs> I'm looking, Jadine is recording right now and I'm just like, this is too serious for me. Um, but it's true. You know, it's very true. And I, and I, um, and I think, you know, we have to take the fun and the serious. We have to take the good and the bad. Yes. And all of that builds something in us that's eternal. You know, I, I used to say all the time, when people would get all ramped up about stuff that didn't matter, I would say, in the light of eternity, that doesn't really matter. Yes. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And I said that the other morning about something. And the Lord said to me, quick as day, he said, actually, right now, everything about eternity matters. Wow. Everything you mm. do matters. That if it, it affects eternity, mm-hmm. in other words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. You know, because I think we're like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. And right now, because we're seeing what's playing out in our world, everything matters in the everything. light of eternity. Everything. And especially our relationships. So mm-hmm. anyways, okay, well, I'm going to shift from serious. I don't know how to do that. But I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, just uh, let's talk a little bit. So um, your mom. Yes. My amazing grandmother yes. lived to be 99 years old. She she went to be with the Lord last October, August. I said October. Oh, my gracious. She actually passed away on my birthday, y'all. Well, her, her birthday's October. Yes, that's so. what I was thinking. And, mm-hmm. my, and my brother, my grandfather passed away on his birthday several years prior. So it was yes. so odd. But August 9th is my birthday. Mm-hmm. So feel free to send presents, cards, money, <laughs> et cetera. Um, but on my birthday, she went to be with Jesus yes. in, in 2020. Yes. And, uh, and it was just such a significant moment because my grandmother and your mother was such a big influence in both of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I have this little sign on my nightstand that um, a friend of mine named Mary Lynn, she got for me that says, Great women raise great women who raise great women. Oh, that's so true. And that's true. <laughs> and I, I, I keep it on my nightstand because I remind myself of the mantle that's been passed down from my grandmother to you, to yes. me. Yes. And then on to my daughters. And so um, talk a little bit about the influence of your mom. And I know we have about 10 minutes or so, but let's talk a little bit. That's going to be a fun thing because my grandmother was so fiery and so cantankerous, much like my mother. <laughs> and, um, and there, you know what? There wasn't anybody who didn't love her in the same way. You're everybody's mom. Um, and let, let's just talk a little bit about that. Okay. About your relationship with your mom. My mother was an exceptionally wonderful lady. She made sure that as we were growing up, we always had fun. Yep. She made sure that we always knew we were loved, and she made sure we were always in the house of God, yep. and all those things that were, she made sure of. But There's she, your three lessons <laughs> right there, people, if you're listening. Love much, have fun, be in the house of God. That's anyway, it, go ahead. That's go it. ahead. But anyway, uh, toward her latter years, she did some extra uh, funny things to our that our family thought were funny. Um, when she... She actually was still driving a car when she was 98 into 99 years old. Help me, Jesus. And my brother had to stop her driving. <laughs> and not only did she do that, but this is really funny, and it'll knock some people's socks off. But when she was 90 years old, yes, she eloped 
At 90, she eloped and remarried. That is the funniest thing. We have laughed and laughed and laughed. Y'all, no, for real. My grandmother eloped at 90 years old and got married. See, there's still hope for women (laughs) that are older, that are 90 years old. You may get to elope. There you go. There you go. Anyway, it was so funny. And we teased her and teased her about it. But she cried and cried. And said, oh, I'm so, please forgive me for doing that and not letting you know. Of course, we've teased her a lot about that. But that was a funny thing that happened with her. Yeah. Now, another thing of inspiration yeah. where she's concerned is that when my mother when, uh, was in high school, she had to quit school because of the depression. And whenever she quit school, she always felt like she needed her education so when I was in middle school, my mother went back to school, and she went to high school with high schoolers, and she went to uh, college and graduated with honors and taught school for 20 years. Yes, she did. Then after she retired from that, she was uh, working as a volunteer in hospitals, and she thought, well, I can go to school and get paid to be a nurse at 70 years old. She went back to school, and in a class of 40 nurses, she graduated at the top of her class. Y'all heard it right. She was 70, not 17. 77 zero, y'all. Seven zero. She was, and a thing that was really neat, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Sam's Club or not, and the... uh, Walmart. (laughs) Walmart and Mr. Sam. Uh, she actually took care of him in his home the last six weeks before he died. As his personal nurse. As his personal nurse. And so I would say there's not anything you can't do if you set your mind to do it. Age is not a problem. Nothing is a problem if you want to do it. God will, and it's in the Lord's plan for your life, he will make a way for you to do it. She was quite a lady. Oh, this, she was. This, this mammal person that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Now you see the genes I come from, y'all. This is like for real. And uh, no, she was that way. I mean, oh, there was yeah. nothing she couldn't accomplish. No. And whatever was right in front of her was the priority yes. of her life. And, and she was always going to go the extra mile and do the next step. And that is very much in my mother as well, which we could and go on and on <laughs> and in me and so on. And And the thing is this, that's so powerful and maybe you're listening today and you're like you know what I didn't have a mom like that's all great and wonderful about you people um but the truth is there are spiritual moms that God can put in your life and um you know if you get connected to you know to to the church to the house of God and I believe that God has designed us to be spiritual mothers and spiritual daughters and learn how to walk in that Mm-hmm. And learn how to be spiritual sisters. You know, sisters and brothers will just tell you the way it is, regardless. And, you know, but learning how to be under authority and how to listen to authority in your life. Mm-hmm. And and that's something right now for this, you know, in the world we live in, it's, it's sometimes doesn't come as natural. But I'm telling you, there's safety and there's security and there's wisdom in learning to listen to mothers and spiritual mothers and natural mothers in your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, you know, we did that. Um, I'm so grateful for, for my grand. We could tell stories about Mama all day long. Yes, we could. She was quite a girl. Yeah, that's what we called her, <laughs> Mama. I know that's a very Southern name. And yeah, well, that's where we live. So, um, but yes, she, she, was, she was the deal. And now 
She is living Jesus. life up with yes. he- in heaven. And uh, we miss her dearly, but she is uh, she's way happier than we are. I'm kind of jealous when I look at the me world too. we're living in. Yes. Woo! I'm like, take me to heaven, Jesus. Um, but there's just so much. But anyways, well, I don't want to take, I know we're, we're almost out of time. And just um, I'm going to have my mom back on. And we'll talk about some more of these kind of conversations because I think they're really valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think they're important for, for this day and time. You know, I, I just believe that. And, um, I, one thing about my mom, you can tell is that wherever she is, she's a mother to everyone and she is going to set the atmosphere with the presence of the Lord. She loves the Holy spirit. She and the Holy spirit are besties for sure. Yes, we are. And, um, and I'm just going to, as we, and I'm just going to ask you to pray, just pray. Um, you know, maybe you want to pray over people who are listening, pray over the world in which we live. Just pray for the goodness of God, whatever you feel in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and let's just end this thing. And I believe if you're listening right now that God's going to release something to you just as she prays. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Lord, I just come to you right now. Thank and you, I Jesus. thank you, Lord, for every person that is listening thank to this Lord. podcast today. I pray that something that has been spoken will penetrate their heart and will make changes that are life changes for them. And Lord, I pray for relationships between mothers and daughters and sisters and aunts and grandmothers. And I pray, Lord, that if someone's been listening to this podcast that has unforgiveness in their heart, that's causing a division I pray, Lord, that you will help them to make a choice. It might be a hard choice, but it will pay off to make a choice to say, I forgive and I am never again going to have a bad relationship with these loved ones of mine. And I pray that that the Lord will heal your heart today. If you've had brokenness from relationships that were not fair, that were wrong, that that just, uh, just about annihilated you. Today, the Lord wants to heal your broken heart. Yes. He wants to heal every bruised place. And Lord, I just send your spirit to everyone that's listening that you will come in and you will heal those places and you will make them sweet again, Lord. We don't forget things, but you take the hurt out when we forgive. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone. And I pray over our our world today. Lord, it is so broken. It is so broken. And Lord, help us as Christians to keep our world before you, Lord. Let us fall on our knees and on our faces before you. And Lord, you are the one that makes a difference. Without you, we none of us have any hope. That's and right. so today I pray hope. over our world and I pray over this year, 2021, that you will be with every one of us and surround us by your precious Holy yes. Spirit. Holy Spirit, I know you and I'm directed and led by you and I love you. And I thank you for what you're doing in each life as we end today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, if you're listening, I know if you know the Holy Spirit, you felt him. And if you don't know him, you felt something. And that's him. 
And uh, so I'm just, I just uh, thank you, Mom, for coming. I've loved and, it. Um, thank you, honey. We'll bring her back on because she has so much wisdom and so many things in her. And um, I talked probably too much today. But anyways, um, well, it's been great having conversation with you today. And um, until next time, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite quotes. Uh, remember that the smaller your world, the bigger your drama. So let's expand our world. <laughs> and that's what God wants to do. All right. Until next time. <laughs>